Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, May 18th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. All right, Ashley, we had a really fun episode of This Week on Broadway in the feed over the weekend. It was Peter, Michael, and James talking about their favorite title songs. So it was like Ooh, the title songs of musicals. Yeah, like uh, Hello, Dolly, yeah. or... Um, any song, any song, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a, a lot of good stuff in there. So take a listen to that. Uh, of course, if you want to sit in on recordings of this week on Broadway as a fly on the wall and be able to interact and ask questions, you need to go over to patreon.com slash Broadway radio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon and get it on that to have the opportunity to interact with Peter, Michael and James and whomever they include in the episodes moving forward to uh, kind of sit there and, and watch via or listen via Zoom uh, and uh, be a part of this uh, really awesome program. All right, Ashley, let's get into the news. We actually have quite a bit of, of news that has come since the uh, last episode of Today on Broadway. It started off on Friday with the news that the previously announced new adaptation of the classic film comedy Some Like It Hot will now be skipping its previously planned world premiere production in Chicago. It was supposed to play in Chicago next spring, summer-ish, but that has been canceled, and instead, the show will now plan to open cold on Broadway in the fall of 2021. The show will feature a book by Matthew Lopez, music by Mark Shaman, and lyrics by Shaman and Scott Whitman. Casey Nicola will direct and choreograph. Of course, this show is not to be confused with Sugar, which opened on Broadway in 1972, but it was also based on Some Like It Hot. It featured a book by Peter mm -hmm. Stone, lyrics by Bob Merrill, and music by Julie Stein. Um... Ashley, we've talked about this before, so I don't want to necessarily beat this uh, over the head, but we've had Tootsie. We had, or have, or will have, we yeah. don't know yet, Mrs. Doubtfire, yeah. and now we have this. Can we just do Bombshell instead? Like, I, just... <laughs> I like it, yeah. I think it's a better idea. I think everyone would root for that instead. But yeah, I'm personally tired of the man in the dress trope, as I have made, as has been well documented. Well, and the, and the thing is here, like, I like some like it hot, like I named a podcast yeah, after sure. it, um, although that was really just coincidence because I liked the way it sounded. Mm, but like, I like sure. the film, like when I saw it in high school for the first time, it was funny. It was good. I like all and of I the people. And I liked Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, exactly. Like, I like uh, Shaman and Whitman. I, everybody loves Hairspray yep. and we're going to talk about Hairspray in a little yep. bit. I am one of the people that also love Catch Me If You Can. And we're going to talk about yeah. Bombshell here in a little bit uh, as well. I love Casey Nicola. I, I didn't see, Very much. Yeah. Um, I didn't see The Inheritance, but I saw Georgia McBride and uh, love Matthew Lopez. So like, I love all these people. And we've said this again about a lot of different stuff. One, all dudes. Two, do we need to have another man in dressing? I just always like all dudes. Yeah. It's just like, eh, just, I mean, I think it's it was more of uh, the same. And I mean, this isn't in theoretically, or I guess it's intended that it will come to Broadway. At least that's what everyone's aim is. But it's, it's one of those things where uh, this isn't the kind of material I want to come back to, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, they say they're going to open up in the fall of 2021, assuming that Broadway is open by then. So we will just right. have to uh, wait and see. Mm. But mm. speaking of the type of content that we do want Broadway to open up with, uh, also on Friday, we had news that the Broadway aimed out of town tryout 
for Mark, uh, Michael R. Jackson's A Strange Loop has been postponed at the Woolly Mammoth Theater in Washington, D.C. It had originally been slated to begin performances this coming September, but obviously uh, lots of things in the late summer and early fall are going to be changed, so it will now play the nation's capital in summer of 2021. This is Actually, Ashley, well, obviously, you don't want to delay these things because we want to get this show on Broadway, sure. this Pulitzer Prize-winning sure. show on Broadway sooner. If you remember, when they announced the Wooly Mammoth run, the leading man of the show, Larry Owens, said that he could not participate because he right. had some television. Right, I was thinking about that. Yeah. yeah, he had some television commitments. So whenever they reschedule this for Washington, D.C., assuming they do, which they have said they plan on, um, hopefully mm-hmm. Larry will be a part of it and then we'll be able to continue with the show when it does eventually move to Broadway. After the Pulitzer Prize was announced, we said that this is something where had it had always been planned to come to Broadway, but I thought that the award might speed that up. I do wonder if the Wooly Mammoth production might be jettisoned in the rush to get it to Broadway. I don't know that anybody Maybe. outside or a shorter of... run. Yeah, um... Or a quick kind of like, yeah, like you said, a short one yeah, like, like they did the with pan kind of production, yeah, like they do, like they were doing with Plaza Suite in in Boston right, before coming right. to Broadway. Um, but I don't think anyone would complain about that, other than Willie Mammoth subscribers and staff members. So, um, <laughs> sure. glad glad that they are still planning on moving forward with this, even if it's not going to be on the originally planned timetable. All right. Um, speaking of some other out of town changes. Last week uh, on Friday's episode, I spoke with James about the fact it was in the announcement of Frozen officially closing on Broadway. We talked about the fact that Aida was now planning on opening its reimagined production in Germany in 2022. Now, of course, I at the time said that we didn't know what would happen with the run of the Paper Mill Playhouse that had been previously announced and the subsequent national tour. We still don't actually know what's going to happen with the national tour, but we do at this point know that it will not be a part of the Paper Mill Playhouse's season. They did say in a statement to Broadway World that they hope to continue the partnership with Disney uh, working with Aida and other projects in the future. Um, obviously, the national tour won't be going off as scheduled, like David Henry Wong and I uh, talked about on Tommy Moore a couple of weeks sure. ago. But if yeah. they do have that tour, if it does start at the Paper Mill Playhouse, it will not be as scheduled. Uh, and I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens. I loved the direction that David said they were, they were going, trying to make it a little bit more mm. historically accurate, both in terms of the... Um, the skin color and 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 uh, ethnicities of the uh, the Nubians and the Egyptians, but also trying to um, make it a little bit more historically accurate in terms of the relationship between Nubia and Egypt, which is not how it had been displayed in the original show. Um, and I think it would be really good if this does come to the United States in some sort of national tour and then comes to Broadway because I have made it very clear that I love Aida and I want to see it again. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. And finally, in this section, Ashley, the thing that caused probably the most stir, maybe beside the Mm -hmm. closing of Frozen, Mm. on Friday, it was announced that CBS will replace this year's Tony Awards telecast with a sing-along edition of the movie musical Grease. It will air on Sunday, June 7th at 8.30 p.m. Now, that did not sit well with almost any theater fan and (laughs) (laughs) um, people were talking about this being disrespectful and they wanted to do some sort of retrospective on Tony award performances or wanted to do a, um, a, a, a concert with people, you know, doing performances in their homes. David Levy and I had a brief exchange on Twitter and like, 
I just honestly don't understand why people are so mad. Like, I I would love if they did one of those things. But this is CBS. This is the most watched network in the United States for nearly sure, two sure. decades. They're not going to do something that's going to get us and only us. At least with the Tonys, they have the ability to market stars and all that stuff. Maybe if they do Grease, David and I were talking about, maybe they'll have some of the um, members from the Broadway season or Broadway stars um, introduce things, or I thought maybe even have them lead the sing-alongs yeah, and like sing along I with think them. That would be a good idea because you're right. And Jennifer Tepper had mentioned this on Twitter that it's a ratings thing. Oh, what are you expecting them to do? Do like an old Tony telecast? It's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and as a uh, stockholder in uh, Viacom CBS, I don't expect oh, them to boy. do that. I own, I'll drop I own that I own, knowledge. I, I own one share. Um, But anyway, you know, and here's the thing. Generally, we get one Broadway um, telecast on CBS per year. And while I would love it if they did more, they're not going to. So do I want something to happen on June 7th more than like at least three months at the very Mm -hmm. earliest, which that's not going to happen before shows start? Or do I want them to do something maybe in December if if theaters are going to open in January, encouraging people to buy tickets? Like I would prefer that if, if let's say some of the social distancing things um, have been relaxed in general, but we still can't do the large gatherings, go film things at the different Broadway theaters as they're getting ready to reopen, film those performances, Put that together as a special, and let's do that as a way to sell tickets and to let remind people that Broadway is back and you can buy tickets. I would prefer that. Of course, if we, you know, if we shame CBS into doing something different on July seventh as well, I of course will be watching and will be very happy by that. But I was really kind of mm. surprised by the confusion and the anger uh, around. Yeah, this. and I think and, a and- lot. Of, I think a lot of people just saw it as like a really right kind of choice like Greece in 2020 instead of the Tonys and as a sing-along like it seemed like it was CBS's idea of what theater looks like and I think that's what a lot of people were reacting to but again as I said it's a ratings thing like what are you going to put there and what do they have the rights what do to they put have? there. Yeah, right. What do I they mean, have the rights to put there? What could they feasibly... I mean, June 7th is less than a month away. There's not a lot of time to get things in order for that. Right, exactly. And here's the thing. I don't love Greece. Like, I've directed a production of it, right. but I don't love Greece. I think it's the gender politics of it are horrible. Uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a musical that people love. And it, I would imagine that it's a musical that a lot of people used as a gateway to get into other theatrical things. No doubt. Yeah. But here's my issue, Ashley. My issue, yes, let's be mad at CBS. I'm fine with that. But you know who I'm really mad at? I'm mad <laughs> at the wing and the Broadway League. Like, sure. why, yeah. why are we now at May 17th, just three weeks away from when the Tonys would have happened, and they have not said a word exactly. about about what they're going to do? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I yeah. assume they're going to do something, but at this point, we don't actually know. We've seen all these other awards-giving organizations yeah. discuss their plans, they, announce their they... plans, even if that's to postpone it. But give me something. Tell me something. And maybe they were hoping they could pull off some sort of Hail Mary miracle with CBS, think, and now they can I can't. think that's a lot of it. Absolutely. I think, again, as I said, we're less than a month away from what would have been the telecast. I think they were hoping for some kind of miracle to happen. And it just didn't. And now they're kind of stuck here looking like idiots. While, as you said, every other award ceremony has either postponed or transitioned to some kind of virtual event. 
Yeah, and here's the thing. If that is the case, maybe a month ago they should have just said, we are working on plans to have some sort of celebration Agreed. of the 2019-2020 season. We will let you know as soon as those details are confirmed. That's all it. But the, the, the radio silence, um, it seems to me as much, um, uh, even more of a matter of disrespect than what CBS is doing with Aaron Grease. But that's just me. People can be mad about whatever they want. I, I just, I, I thought it was a lot of misplaced uh, animosity uh, on Friday and over the weekend. But let's get into some things that uh, I want to suggest as some reading. We've got, we went a little long on that, so I won't get into these too, too much. But over the weekend, the Washington Post released an article um, entitled, Reviving New York's Economy Means Luring Back Tourists. Will they want to come? They talked about everything from, you know, NYC and co, which we talked about to museums, to the Empire State Building. They talked with my good friend, Charlotte St. Martin, uh, about Broadway and all this stuff. And it's <laughs> president it of is, the Matt Tammany fan club. Yes, she has no idea who I am, but I am. Right. We are good friends either way. Um, <laughs> and, you know, in talking about how much revenue has been lost and what it will take, Charlotte said that it will likely be a few years of losing money. That is ahead of them. And uh, this is something, actually that I, I want to talk to you about after we're off uh, the air about maybe talking about a little bit more in depth this this week. Ooh, but exciting. it's a really good article. Um, so check that out. It is paywalled. So if you have a subscription to The Washington Post, I recommend that. The other article that I wanted to talk about is a really interesting, important read by Caridad Svitch uh, in American theater called This Is What We Do Now. And she talks about how we have to adapt what theater is, how theater is structured, what we think of as the role of theater, not just for the, you know, a year from now when theater is back or two, three years, but we have to start doing that work now. And this is something that I've thought a uh -huh. lot about, about how this is might be uh, an opportunity to make changes to the infrastructure of what theater is, to change how it's financed, to change how people are compensated. Um, those are things that, can't be done, as she says in her article, in silos, and they need to be d things sure. that are done across an entire community and landscape. And I don't know if that's possible in today's day and age, but I, I think that if, if there are some theater makers and some theatrical leaders who want to take on that opportunity to use this downtime as a way to reinvent the industry and to reinvent not the art form, because I think the art form is going to be, you know, evolving for all of time, but the way that we make it, I think it's really important. She's got some great points in there. So I highly recommend that you read that one in American theater as well. All right, Ashley, uh, we're going to do a real quick run through this week's virtual theatrical schedule. Why don't you hit me with a few things that you are specifically looking forward to to watching online this mm. week? Sure. The first thing I want to point out, uh, it's already been released in something I want to make sure that gets mentioned that, because I watched it on Sunday, finally, and that's uh, Simon Stevens' monologue play Seawall, which was written for and performed by Andrew Scott. We've mentioned it before already, uh, but it was initially only supposed to be available to watch for free until today, the 18th. Because of popular demand, it's now available until the 25th. And as I said, I got to watch it on Sunday, finally. It was so beautiful and, and understated. Obviously, if you're a Fleabag fan, you're a fan of Andrew Scott. So Or Sherlock. Or sure. Sherlock. Or Sherlock, which is how I got introduced to him. Same. So, Same. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So be sure to check that out sometime before next Monday now. 
As for what's coming up this week on the 19th at 8 p.m. on both Jagged Little Pills Facebook and YouTube pages, Alanis Morissette and the cast and creative team of the musical will get together for You Live, You Learn, A Night with Alanis Morissette and Jagged Little Pill. It promises to have reunions, performances, and more, and that is going to benefit the Actors Fund COVID-19 Emergency Assistance Fund. Also, Classic Stage Company continues its Classic Conversations Assassin's Edition with great should-be Tony winner Ethan Slater, who will play Lee Harvey Oswald slash The Balladeer in this highly anticipated production. Some productions let's split hope. them up. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's not uh <laughs> let's not hurt my heart more, please. That I, will be. Oh, well, look, they haven't refunded my money for the ticket that I purchased. So they I'm haven't assuming, refunded mine either. Yeah, so I'm assuming it's still going to happen because they haven't given <laughs> me my money back. Better because otherwise, you know, we're struggling out here in freelance world. I'd like some money back, if not classic stage. But that will be on the 21st at 6 p.m. on Facebook. And then 54 Below at Home will have several shows and programming this week, including on Friday the 22nd, their new live quarantine edition of I Wish the Roles That Could Have Been, uh, hosted by Alexandra Silber and featuring Jew Galing, Julia Murney, Elizabeth Stanley, and more. That will be at 6.30 p.m. And then, of course, on the 20th, as we've already talked about, Definitely the next big live tweeting event of the season, and that will be the Bombshell Concert Stream, another Actors Fund benefit. That will be at 8 p.m. on People.com and People's Digital Platforms. Yes, I'm very excited for that. I'm also very excited for the I Wish Concert Series, hosted and created by the very first guest on Tell Me More, Alexander Silver. (gasps) Ooh, Um, very nice. Yep. Um, Okay, so the things that I want to talk about starting tonight... The they are going to have the a night of Covenant House stars, uh, co-hosted by Audrey McDonald and uh, John Dickerson over on Broadway on demand. Every single star that you've ever heard of is going to be a part of it. So watch that. Um, you hit a lot of the good stuff from various outlets. I'm going to talk about some things coming up on Stars in the House that I'm looking forward to on yes. Monday. Um, Seth and James are taking the afternoon show off. So the guest host will be Laura Benanti. I have not seen who her guests Ooh. are going to be, but who the hell cares? It's Laura Benanti. So exactly. Watch. Just tune in for Laura. Exactly. Yes. And then on Tuesday night, the stars of the TV show, the flash are going to be on at 8 PM. And you're like, well, why the hell are you telling us about the stars of the flash on a theater podcast? Well, other, I was going to say other than it's you. Well, other than it's me, but a lot of them are theater folks, including Grant Gustin, who yeah. did that. Jesse L. Martin um, is in there as well. Tom Cavanaugh, Carlos Valdez, who was in the uh, who was in Once on Broadway, and then you've got Danielle Panabaker, Candace Patton, Hartley Sawyer, Danielle Nicolette, and more. It's uh, I I it, I just finished the unfortunately cut short season. Uh, on Saturday, so uh, I highly recommend that. Mm. And, and it's like you and Greg Berlanti in the middle of that Seriously. theater and Marvel Venn diagram. Well, the Flash is DC, but shut that's, up. That's I knew it as soon as I said it. And I was just like, <laughs> I'll let him correct me because 
You're welcome. <laughs> um, and then uh, the one other thing that I'm looking forward to, the Plays in the House series is going to be doing Candida for, by George Bernard Shaw, featuring Andrew Keenan Bolger, Santino Fontana, Andrea Burns, Renee Elise Goldsberry, J.O. Sanders, um, Michael Benjamin Washington, and more. Um, so that should be a really fun one on Tuesday at, or I'm sorry, on Wednesday at 2 p.m. on Stars in the House. All right, so let's run through some real quick feel-good recommendations, Ashley, and let's get people on their way to start their Mondays. Uh, in the show notes and on broadwayradio.com, I have a link to a video that includes members of the original Broadway company of The Lion King reuniting for a virtual performance of the song He Aww. Lives in You. My first uh, show. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw it on my yeah. first trip to New York. It wasn't my first show, oh, but my see? first... Yeah, the first time I went to New York, uh, I uh, I saw that in 1998. Uh, nice. So there's that. Then we have um, a video that, honestly, my dad texted me on Saturday night and said, can covers for songs win Emmy Awards? And I said, I don't think so. I think the only, you know, the, the only song category is best original song. What he was talking about was a was a medley of graduation themed songs from the one hour graduate together special that aired across pretty much every network on Saturday night. And it featured mm-hmm. Ben Platt, Jonah Platt and Henry Platt. Um, the three Platt brothers <laughs> um, did a medley yeah. of songs. And my dad loved it so he uh, was very much in favor of the platt brothers and apparently he wants to give them an emmy award so good for them sounds like sounds like a folk band i like it the platt brothers yeah like the avid brothers and the platt brothers exactly yeah, i like exactly. it exactly um and then finally this thing i i have said this before and i said it on twitter i don't know why but every time i hear or see you can't stop the beat performed from hairspray I get emotional. Like, it's not an emotional song. Like, it's an upbeat, fun song. I mean, and there's obviously, you know, it's the culmination of the entire show, so there's emotion built in. But it's an upbeat, fun dance song. Well, uh, Entertainment Weekly had a video of stars from Hairspray, not just the Broadway show, not just the movie musical, but also including the NBC Hairspray Live and folks from the original movie version in 1988 that inspired the musical so we had everyone from ricky lake who played the uh original tracy you had harvey firestein uh andrea martin matthew morrison nikki blonsky um uh, uh laura laura bell bundy carrie butler Kristen chenoweth martin short Ta- jennifer lewis uh, andrew randall's like everybody That's quite was the in. cast itself yeah. Yeah. marissa jarrett winoker is in there as well i mean it's just it's just so good and so much fun and i just kind of wept through the whole thing so um highly highly you just recommend cry at it. happy things apparently you know what was it i i forget i was listening to oh i was listening to an interview uh that dan levitard who's an espn radio host did with bob costas and he talked about he cries not things that are um sad or emotional but things that are just um, more touching, you know, and I, that's why I always say I'm a sentimental crier. And uh, for whatever reason, this hits me in the sentimentals. And uh, uh, I highly recommend it. Also, I don't I don't know Matthew Morrison's like sh- shaved his head and look, dude, it doesn't work for me. And you are much better looking than me, but it still doesn't work for you, dude. Grow the hair back out. You need it. <laughs> Damn, not, fashion not tips from Matt Tamanini. <laughs> oh, look. 
All right, Ashley, that is all that we have for today. Thank you all for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. And I sh- should have mentioned, there's other great people in there. Michael Ball is in there who played Edna in London. Stephen Weber is in there. So good. Uh, of wow. course, um, um, oh, I, how am I not remembering? I'm absolutely going to cry at this. I haven't seen this yet. I'm going to. Who played yeah. the Who played the female authority figures? Um, she always tweets mean things, and she's an Emmy nominee for uh, Feud, and she was in Yiddish Fiddler. Um, Jackie Hoffman. Jackie Hoffman's in there oh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I was like, how can I not think of her name? But she's in. It's great. So watch it. Cry with me. Adam Shankman, who directed the movie. Jerry Mitchell is in it as well. Um, so many great folks. So anyway, uh, go watch that and uh, have a great week. And we'll be back to talk to you on Tuesday. <laughs>